Hello and welcome to a special edition of the In The Money Players podcast. This is a show for the Laurel Stakes Races on Saturday, October 1st. This one's brought to you by our friends at the Maryland Jockey Club. Very happy to be working with them and very happy to welcome back to the In The Money Airwaves, a woman who you've seen on the simulcast feed. Perhaps you've heard her on uh, other radio shows, etc. Does a great job down there. She is Callie Francois. Callie, how are things? Well, things are great, and uh, that's so kind of you to say, Pete. I definitely appreciate that. But we are back here at Laurel Park, having been having the production been on the road at Pimlico and Timonium for the past five weeks. So again, uh, opening up Laurel with a wonderful stakes card that we have for these two-year-old uh, stakes races. Let's start off with race number five, where we've got the Laurel Futurity. We're going a mile and a 16th on the turf in this spot. Who do you like in here, Callie? I actually go with Dandy Handyman for Carrie Brion uh, at a morning li- a nice morning line price of 5-1 to one now. Coming from that Colonial September 7th run, this is the first one to run out of that field, and that was a nice field in general. So I'm giving this one a little bit of the benefit of the doubt. Going back into that maiden breaking score, Ended up dueling with a decent Chad Brown horse. Both of those horses left the field by about six, seven lengths. Uh, On top of that, I saw the last work actually on social media through uh, Carrie's Insta stories and looked great. I talked to Kevin Gomez this morning. Uh, all of the all of the connections are kind of a bit high on the hog on this gelding. And of course, you have your outwork who is 18% with his second time starter. So that is a nice backup as well. Yeah, certainly showed some ability on debut, and your figure could come on for that run. Fits on the figures. I was definitely looking a little bit in that direction as well. I wanted to try the six-runner congruent on top. I thought there was plenty of turf in this pedigree on both sides. Just looking at pace figures, I think the congruent will be able to get a positive journey in this spot. I I don't hate the idea of taking our two horses and, and going forward in here. Um, preference for Kali for the three dandy handyman and I'm with number six congruent any others you wanted to name check in here before we move on to so I do yeah I mean I here's the thing this is an interesting field there's again this is a two-year-old stake there's not a lot to go off of which I think makes it so exciting because there's a lot of open possibilities I also go with I'm going to be going with data man for grand motion underneath I also like the number of of course you have to be okay with the four fire baron uh the eight Otago for Kelsey Danner is quite interesting. And then I also go with another price uh, far underneath with Quincy, with the Lacey God at Quincy Cafe. Interesting uh, half sibling to Chitown Lady who just won the test and the Bolts Landing earlier this summer. So a few different uh, few different ideas there. Basically, it sounds like you're looking to key a runner like the three, maybe with two, four, eight, and thirteen. Does that does that sound about right? It sounds about right. Um, I you know I actually don't have the thir- I I like the thirteen. I don't have the thirteen underneath. So I use Thorough Manager, and what they do is they take a lot of these, and I on air I call them barn trends, but they take the most recent. So in the last hundred starts specifically in the first turf for Brittany Russell for the, and that's out of a 22 entry sample, only two winners, one second and one third. So I'm just, I I like the horse, but I'm always, when it's the first time Brittany Russell on the turf, I'm just going to take a little bit of a cautionary pass. A wait and see approach. Let's move on to race number six. We've got the challenge and stakes. We're going seven furlongs on the dirt. We've got a field of 10. Who do you like in here? 
Here we go. So I go with Yodley, who for Jamie Ness, uh, Ruben shipping in for this one. And of course, these even if these Delaware numbers from Delaware can be a bit shrouded, the horse is still in wonderful form. And I think there's no denying that. He's had plenty of tries going the seven furlongs, but I do think it's a bit of a different situation now being in Ness's barn and the fact that this horse is taking back and giving a bit of a nice finish approach. But then here we go. I have a 30 to 1 underneath and golden eyes for Tim Keith Force Boyce on top. This one had a bit of a had a tough go. Nice pin. It was a nice solid pinch that brought him back, uh, shuffled him back from the gates right away in that first off of the layoff campaign, but he still finished well outside of that. And on top of that, I see this. I've I've known the horse ever since he was, you know, coming up to his first start. And what I'm seeing in the mornings now versus what I'm seeing then, we're talking about a bit of a different horse. So I love the seven furlongs for this guy. He's definitely grown. And of course, just coming up in nice fashion again, off of a little bit of that layoff that I really, really think that he likes. These Blofelds are coming up nice uh, in these sprints, Pete. I like hearing the institutional knowledge between, you know, the, being familiar with the, the local uh, breeding type angles and then also, you know, of course, being able to, to see them in the morning. And it, when it's putting you on a horse that's there at uh, 30 to one on the morning line, that's mm-hmm. uh, that that's one I would definitely recommend, including I was super uncreative. I I, <laughs> I, I thought that uh, Yodelie, who a horse I've been following for a long time, the winning kind I thought would get the right setup, but I'll take another long look at your seven runner in there as well and maybe try to eke out uh, a a bit more value as far as that goes. Uh, Anytime you have anything nice to say about a horse at that type of projected price, it pays to pay attention. Let's talk race number seven, the Salima Stakes for the two-year-old Phillies going a mile and a 16th on the turf. This is a race that in the past uh, has sent horses to a race like the juvenile Phillies turf. You think there's anything of that potential quality in here? Any 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 future stars in the bunch? Well, that does bring us to the number six private credit, the Chad Brown Philly. Uh, I do. I had to go with this Philly. The Dam is a half to Florida Fuego and Lovesick. Those are both horses are multiple listed stakes winners. And then you do have Pattern Recognition Recognition, who won the Grade Two Kelso in 2018. And all of those horses were front runners or stalkers. This Philly follows the same pathway. She they tried going short, did the right thing with this starter going short the first time out. I'm a big I'm a big proponent of that. And just went ahead and went on to do what she's supposed to be doing, which is long on the turf. It's just this perfect little, as you mentioned, it's this perfect little step-up spot for this, especially for private credit. I go with Jonathan Thomas's delight underneath. I just love this the th- third after the layoff angle. He's, at a, as a barn trend, he's hitting at 36% with that, as well as sprinter route. So, again, Javin Toledo on this one. I really like Toledo on this one. This one is finally coming into, again, coming from Delaware. Numbers are a bit soft. Finding a little bit of form. The Mike Maker horse with that recent Kentucky Downs win. I think it was the two st- Gets a bit of a reprieve from the outside post. This Philly has a lot to offer, just stepping up a little bit in this task. But again, you have Victor Carrasco, who is going long on the turf on the lead. Victor, just as a general rule of thumb, Victor is great on the front end, going long on the turf. He's got it. He just has a great sense of what's underneath going on underneath him when he's going around this Laurel lawn doing that, especially doing that move. I and then for the local, I go with a local price underneath with Majesty's Freedom. Now that may change a little bit, but again, 
Jerry Robb, I've been getting on horses in the morning for him. Big, big, uh, big. They have a lot of positive things to say about this filly. This filly has been working against some older horses uh, previously, especially prior to her first start where she does win a first time out and then gets over to Delaware and takes a step up, but interesting move to the turf. So this, which is why I have her underneath, but again, private credit. And then keep in mind also, we may have an off of the turf event here today. We don't have any MTOs. So that's where you also want to be. Look, I was talking about this with Steve. That's where you also want to be looking at these horses who have these sires who have been able to produce with, horses on a wet dirt and that's where lady azteca comes in for bernando lopez sharp azteca again short sampling but 27 percent on a wet dirt and the dam has done well in the wet dirt as well interesting interesting i would think that you know majesty's freedom and other that would move up if they are off the turf what is the current forecast what are you hearing about it's it's going to be coming down it's everything is starting at everything starts at about five Rain is going to start coming down at about five or six, and it's just going to be. I have. I hate to say it, and I don't want to say it too soon, but I have. There's a decent chance we'll be off the turf tomorrow. All right. Well, fingers crossed that we got lucky. One I was going to mention, who I would only like on the turf, is number one, Life, Love, and Laughter. Actually, sorry, that I do have that one underneath. Actually, I completely forgot. I do. I oh. love that horse. But go ahead, Pete. Yeah. Take it away. I mean- I I just thought she stood out as one who really improved on the stretch out the last day. I like the versatility. I like that she showed she can sit further back and pass horses on debut at the inadequate five and a half. And then, you know, I just thought looked like one who'd get a great mid-pack setup. Maybe if a runner like Private Credit, who I respect, hooks up early with a horse like the classy one, maybe Life, Love, and Laughter can get the job done at a, at a price. Um, and I do think Your Majesty's Freedom becomes very interesting in an off-the-turf scenario at what will hopefully still be yes. a good price. So give me, we've talked about a bunch of runners in here. If I were to hold your feet to the fire for an official set of picks, how would you uh, how would you write it down? Or, or would it just be a big a big spread using, you know, six, 10, 11, nine, four, and one. So yeah, my, my official spread, um, what you're going to be seeing tomorrow on air will be six, 10, 11, one, nine, actually. So, um, yep. So I do, I, I can't believe I missed that horse on the rail, but especially, especially since that, uh, Mike Trumbetta Philly was on the rail last time out, she fits that spot again. She's comfortable with it. I always love one who can handle that rail position again. It is going long, but still a rail position is a rail position. Yeah, you, your hand can be forced and you've got to be able to respond to pressure. And I think she's shown she can do that. Let's talk about race number eight. We've got the Twix stakes. We're going a mile and a 16th on the dirt for three and up fillies and mares. Uh, who's your fancy at this time around? This is this was a bit of a tough one for me. I'm still kind of wavering a little bit. I do, I do go with Battle Bling uh, on top, but for one... Battle Bling, Jilted Bride, uh, just taking a bit of a closer look at those fillies. Uh, and again, you have Coach, I think, this filly as an individual, the number five, great off of a layoff. She's she's your safe one. But I do, for Battle Bling, she lost out to Miss Leslie, who's on a complete roll right now. And the biggest thing is that she came back with a beautiful resurgence next out after some time off at Colonial Downs. So taking a bit of a more forward approach, I like that for this filly, Jilted Bride. And I love Sheldon Russell on this filly. I think Sheldon is going to fit on this beauty filly beautifully because she's had a couple of wonky races. This filly was even money last out, but she lost because last out, there was a, that race at Colonial was a bit of a mess. Uh, But as a result, her 
she didn't want to go she had an opportunity to go up on the rail around the turn she didn't want to do it that completely broke her momentum apart a little bit so i'm giving her another chance Let's talk a little bit about Malibu Beauty and Hybrid Eclipse. Again, a wonky race that last time out at the Timonium Distaff, especially for Hybrid Eclipse. I don't have Hybrid Eclipse on my top selections, but I, I give this filly a little bit of credit. It was just the hybrid. It was just a bad setup overall in the beginning of that race. Everybody start so Timonium. That's three turns around the bull ring, going a mile and sixteenth. After everybody cleared the first turn, there was a three way duel going into the second turn, which. Again, it's still Timonium, but it's also still way too early. So she was in between two horses. She backed out. Her confidence got completely shattered. I think it's going to take her one more run to be able to come back in that strong form again. Um, I don't take Breviary seriously just because, again, it was a wonky, a bit of a wonky setup. Uh, so I go with Coach, Battle Bling, Jilted Bride, Battle Bling on top, Malibu, Beauty, absolutely love how Gary Cap. I just want to say Gary Cap has done a wonderful job with this filly has taken the natural progression from two to three as a two-year-old to a three-year-old and she's so shined and stretching out once she got to the front end uh last time out at Timonium her ears were completely pricked she was absolutely loving life she's on an outside post her objective is very clear so she is going to be such an interesting go into the pace scenario in that race I went with the obvious runner in here, Coach, and it just came down to me to looking at internal pace matchups, and and maybe Malibu Beauty will have something to say about this. But I was thinking Coach, who, as you pointed out, has one-off layoffs before in the hands of a master conditioner for bringing him back off of layoffs in Brad Cox. I just thought she'd be able to control things up front, maybe shake off runners like Click to Confirm and Malibu Beauty and go on with it. But you're your fairly strong shouts for the six, seven, and eight are having me think of rethink my strategy and maybe putting some backup lines in as well, <laughs> as far as this one goes. One more race to talk about on this show, Callie. It's the Japan Turf Cup. We're going a mile and a half, hopefully on the turf. This time around, we do have main track only, so we can talk about this race both for turf and dirt. And if we have a minute at the end of the show, maybe we'll go back to that first turf race, which we didn't really talk about from a if it's on dirt point of view. But who do you like in the Japan Turf Cup? I actually like, so we we do have a matchup again between Ocean's Map and Roin. They were both um, in the precious, uh, excuse me, in, sorry, just let me... Oh, I didn't get the name on the race for this horse. But Roy, last time out, um, now that he's being piloted a little bit more on the nose of where he needs to be as far as not being on the lead, uh, this horse is just sitting, I thought this horse was just sitting a bit too far back. There was a bit of a runaway winner in that race last time out. So I think Ferg is going to be placing this horse a little bit more, just to tick more forwardly since we're going a little bit longer. But Ferg also won with this horse near this distance and that just by conversations with the connections that was the run that Fergal Lynch was most happiest with he was most happiest in that allowance winning score stretching it out for a long for a bit of uh more of a marathon that day so he the horse is also doing I stopped over at Dickinson's the other week the horse is in fantastic form and shape. So I think we're going to get to see a better performance than we saw last time out, which does leave me to Ocean's Map underneath for Greg Sacco. Again, the half-sibling competed earlier. Uh, I think the half-sibling is in the Laurel Fraternity, uh, but 
going back to that last time out, this horse did plenty of the hard work. It was he was chasing a front runner who ran, I think, opened up the race in forty six and just and ended up holding on. So both nice horses that I have on top, but I am trying to go for a little bit more, little not really a price. He's three to one, but uh, why not? Why not go with Roin? And then I have Busy Channel underneath for Lacey Godet. I think this is a very interesting claim. Tried to just run for the money at a bit of a price in the Baltimore Washington turf cup. I like the, I think the straight up sending was a bit of an unwise choice, but for me, I'm just so interested by this claim. Uh, and not, a really nice work after that affair. This one, again, maybe trying to make a front running move, but I don't love that for this horse. We'll see what happens. I'm just trying to, the horse just intrigues me way too much to not go for it. And again, Short sampling as a barn trend, Lacey Godet is hitting at 36% second after the claim. That is interesting. That's that's very good to note, actually, because I like Busy Channel in this spot. I don't know that he necessarily needs to go on the same type of speed mission he went on the last day. Agreed. But, Agreed. But positive. A positive ride is good. And then the other thing, especially if the turf is wet, these English channels all do seem to move up when there's a little bit of cut in the ground. You see that um, a Yielding little bit. Yielding Yep. Yeah, exactly. So I'm 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 excited by Busy Channel. I think makes the most sense. And you're absolutely right. Ocean's Map is the, the a sibling to that horse that I picked back in that uh, in the two year old turf race, yes. um, whose name is Congruent. Callie, we really appreciate your time today, and we'll be talking to you again soon. Have fun on Saturday. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Good luck. That's going to do it for this edition of the show. Thanks to Callie. Thanks once again to our friends at the Maryland Jockey Club. And uh, when it comes to these Laurel Stakes races on Saturday, may you win all your photos.